Welcome, everybody, to Bridge Builders Communities Church Sermon Podcast. You are listening to one of our messages from our weekly gathering. We hope that you sit back and enjoy and be blessed. I, I heard someone say at one time, I've done all of these things for God, so God owes me. And I cringed when I heard that. I said, God owes you. God doesn't owe you anything. Right? We owe him everything. All right? But he doesn't really owe us uh, anything at all. Second Corinthians 8, 9 says, Though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor so that we could have his riches. All right? It's a, just a wonderful uh, example of how uh, there is so much that God uh, has and has given us. So basically, God owns everything, and he's our example in giving because he has given us his creation. He has given us uh, his redemption. And I'd like to uh, spend some time in, in the book of John, chapter 15, because we need to honor all he has done for us, and all he has given us, and all that he has done for us through our obedience. Because that's the one thing he does ask for us, is obedience. So let's go to John 15, and we're going to spend some time there. I want to start in verse 4. Verse 4 says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I think you read a little bit about abiding, didn't you? And then I think uh, Linda said something about abiding and too. And, And it's so important to understand a little bit about what that means. What does it mean to abide in me? So as we read further, we get a little bit more understanding of it. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So one of the purposes of abiding in in Christ is so that we will bear fruit. And, And going back to giving up, when we give up, to the Lord, and we give up to God, we give the, everything back to Him. What comes out of that is the fruit that we're looking for, and God wants us to have fruit. This is really part of the reason why He has us here, because He wants us to bear that fruit, and this helps us to do that. So, if anyone, number, verse six now, if anyone does not abide in Me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. So it's pretty serious if you're not abiding in Christ. Verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. God wants to hear our prayers. God wants to answer our prayers. This is something that sometimes when we pray, we're you know wondering, is, is God going to answer the prayer? Is God going to hear me? But he does, and he wants to, to answer it. 
All right, this is his desire too. It's our desire and it's, and it's his desire. Let's go on. By this, my father is glorified. Jesus wants the father glorified. We want the father glorified. In answering our prayers, God is glorified. Okay, so this is a, it's a, it's a mutual thing that we have with God. It's not just us that want our prayers answered. It's, it's Jesus also. So by this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. How much did the Father love Jesus? However much you think that is, because it's so eternal and so, you know, we can't measure it, but that's how much he loves us. Same thing. I love the words in here because they, they're just so full of, of life from, from, from God. Now, verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So, let's try to understand what are the commandments that God is talking about here. If you keep my commandments. I think there's a depth to this that we don't always look at because some people think of the commandments as the Ten Commandments. Okay, and they are. It's part of it. It's not. We're not throwing them out. All right, they are there. But now we're living our lives. We know that. I don't think anybody in here has ever murdered anybody. And uh, hopefully, if we ever stole anything, we've repented of that. We've left that in the in the past. You know, all of these things that you see in the Ten Commandments. But you know, in our regular interactions with God on a regular basis, as we pray. God tells us things. You know, he might be telling us things that we shouldn't be doing, should be doing, things that we need to lay down, as Jay was talking about laying things down last week, that, uh, that, that things that we, we shouldn't really uh, being allowing to continue on in our lives. I know Jody read that this morning about laying things down. There are things that God will show us. They're not in the Ten Commandments, but they're things that we need to lay down. Why? Because they're interfering with our relationship with Jesus. We're not getting close enough to him, or we're not, we, we have a border here that is trying to block our hearing from God. All of these things that God would show us as we're talking to him and as we're listening to him or as we're reading in his word that is going to give us a nice depth to our relationship with him. And that stuff gets blocked if we don't, if we don't, if we ignore it. Alright? So those are things that when we talk about commandments, anything God tells us to do or not to do becomes a commandment. We can obey or disobey. We can accept it or reject it. We can work on it, but usually, you know, God tells us that salvation is now for today. All right? If he tells you something, 
He doesn't want you to put it off until next year. <laughs> he wants you to do it now, okay? Because there could be a lot that can happen in between now and next year. Okay, verse 11. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Joy does not depend on circumstances. Okay? A lot of times we talk about we, we equivocate happiness and joy, and they're not the same. Okay? Because a lot of happiness depends on the circumstances that are around us. But the joy is just, it's a constant, it's a constant thing. And, and here he's telling us how we receive that joy when we follow. When we abide in Christ and we follow his commandments, we will have the joy, that joy that is always there, that's always with us, and that will never, ever change. Okay, so it's, it's a great thing to hang on to there because sometimes we don't feel like we have the joy, but we do. It's, it, it is there. We might not feel ecstatic over things that are happening in our life, but the joy of Christ is still in us. Okay, verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And when he starts talking about love, that's laying things down again. All right, we're, we keep coming back to that same phrase. Laying down is really, really important. It doesn't have to be your life. In some cases, it might be. For Jesus, it was his life. Okay, Sometimes for a missionary in a foreign country, it might be their lives. But we lay down a lot of things daily on a regular basis. Okay, In your, in your own home, with your, your spouse sometimes laying down, taking what was, you know, like you would like to do, but... That's not what your spouse wants to do at this time. You have to lay that thing down. It comes in little increments of things during during a day that you will constantly be doing or not doing. Verse 14. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. And no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Isn't that great? He chose us and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. A privilege and an honor that he gives us to go and bear fruit. Right? It's, a, it's a great thing to be doing. It's nice when you, when you see the fruit. We don't always see the fruit. Right? There's, a, there's a lot of times we just do things that you know, we may find out later on or we may not find out at all. I don't know how God plans when we get to heaven what happens and do we see all the, the fruit or is it not important at that time because we're looking at Jesus. I don't know. Okay, and then continue on. That Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Do you think that this is important now, that he answers our prayer? He, he mentions this twice in the same conversation. 
All right, it's verse 7 and then verse 16. Of course, back then when he said it, there were no verses. But here, I mean, if you're looking at this is all red letter, so it's all Jesus speaking. So answering our prayers is as important to him as it is to us. All right, it's just great to, to, uh, to see that in there, to experience that. So these things I command you, that you love one another. Right? I, I really feel like as I, as I read these over and over again, uh, before, I was, I was thinking so much of, uh, that we should be, uh, spending as much time as we possibly can in just meditating on the verses that he has there. Because every verse as you go through is just so packed, so full. And, and, of course, this goes on to John 17 where he starts talking about the body of Christ and unity and all of those things. But right here, it helps us, if, if we're looking at these things, to grow uh, spiritually. Let's go on uh, now to, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and see how we can take the giving up of ourselves uh, into more of a, uh, a fullness. Second Corinthians chapter 8. Here's a church in Macedonia that gave, gave of themselves. Moreover, brethren, starting in one, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia that in great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. Did everybody catch that? Verse 5. They're not talking about money yet. Because they did. They gave money. But verse 5 says, And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord. You see? They first gave themselves. And everything else just kind of follows that. And that's, that's what we, we need to, to be able to see as we talk about the various things that giving up really means. You see, when we give up, it takes away all the discussion about everything, everything else. You know, like, how much money do I, do I need to give? Do I need to tithe? Uh, is that an Old Testament thing or is that a New Testament thing? You know, do we need to do all of these things? None of that stuff becomes important anymore because everything is God's. And when we give up to God, he will tell us what things we should do. I think that's why Paul in the, in the New Testament hardly mentions the word tithe at all. I think if you did a study on the tithe and wanted to know well, is that New Testament? Am I supposed to be doing that? There's nothing in there about the tithe. 
I think the word itself, you, you find it in some of the Gospels because Jesus told, said the Pharisees should be doing the things that they were doing, including tithing. But, of course, they were all under the, under the law. The Pharisees were under the law anyway at that time. But we don't see much about it in the New Testament churches. It's not said, it, it doesn't say don't do it, and it doesn't say do it. But he does uh, talk about money a little bit in here with the Macedonian church. And the basic thing is uh, giving generously. It says, he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Not talking just about money. If, you're, if, if with your time, your talents, and your treasures, you give sparingly, okay, you're probably going to reap sparingly, whatever, you know, whatever God means by that. With every single person, it's an individual thing, okay? It's, it's between you and between and God. So that's, that's where, where you take that. But everything flows from giving yourself, from holding yourself up to the Lord and saying, I'm yours, everything I have is yours, and then, Lord, you just lead me and do with, do with me, do with whatever I have, as you will, as you want. And God will lead us in that, and we'll be surely blessed because of that.